friends and fans and welcome back to my latest podcast wherever you are i hope you're safe and in good spirit i'm uli shield aka mr careertic and in today's podcast i'm going to talk about the job hopper dilemmas or also refer to the resume gaps and what i'm going to offer you this time is six effective solutions for you to cover your resume gaps We all know it, almost everyone who looks at applications has some kind of an opinion when they believe they've spotted a job hopper resume with resume gaps. And I'm going to share some human resource insights with you. And of course, I'm also going to let you in on some common recruiter and HR mindsets maybe even attitudes on the topic of resume gaps and how you can actually master this situation on both paper and in interviews. So let's get started, sit back and enjoy my pod, maybe take some notes and reflect onto your own employment history and what it looks like on paper or how you usually explain yourself in an interview. And as always, if you like the pod, subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you do. So despite popular opinion, having a resume gap isn't always a bad thing. No matter what happens, there are so many employers out there who assume that a gap in employment means you're unemployable or maybe unprofessional or maybe if you're really unlucky, even undereducated. And look, while this may be the case in some instances, it actually is pretty unfair to generalize all applicants or job hunters without asking them about their time away from work, about their time, about their gaps. Like I said it earlier, I'm going to let you in on some common HR and recruiter thinking on the whole topic. And so for starters, what I wanted to fill you in is on a couple of surprises. And what I mean with that is you might be surprised to learn that HR professionals like recruiters, HR managers, HR coordinators, there's all sorts of people out there have learned in the last 18 months. So especially during covid to actually adapt and increasingly many of them are actually starting to discover that your gaps, so the gaps in your resume might just be the most interesting thing about you. And here are a few reasons why someone may have resume gaps. So here's the list that I have in my head when I look at resumes, whether it's on paper or is rarely the case, but what I look at when I look at it on paper or as in most cases on the screen, for example, caring for your children or a family member or widening your worldview by traveling the world or your focusing on your personal well-being and currently your mental health, big topic right now during COVID-19. Or maybe you're taking some time to explore what you're truly passionate about. We have a lot of time to reflect at the moment. 
or you're going back to school or completing some training program that you discovered on Udemy or any of those uh, self-learning platforms, or maybe you're starting a business or you're participating in an international or domestic volunteer program. Or, or some really weird thing out there is you're holding out for the right job and you're taking advantage of unemployment benefits while you're actually really trying to find that job, the job that you deserve. And I'm sure you know with the last one, you know that I was being a bit silly here. So turning these gaps into a positive is hotly i'm i'm really mean it it's a hotly debated subject in the resume writing world and the good news is that more and more people will have gaps in their profile so you're not the only person as we are in the midst of a recession not just in australia or new zealand it's everywhere. It's in the US, it's in, in North America, it's all over Europe. And we can almost expect to be made redundant at least once. So here are some hot tips on how you can put a positive spin on your job hopping resume, how you can explain your resume gaps. So the first thing you need to try to do is try to visualize what your resume document or documents is going to look like, depending on where you apply. For example, if you're in the US, it's usually maximum two pages. Anywhere else in North America, it can be up to three pages. If you're in Australia, it can be up to five or six pages. If you're an academic, for example, in New Zealand, it can be four pages maximum and so on. In the rest of the world, all sorts of different formats applied. But the point I'm trying to make is in your head, envisage what your document is going to look like. Okay, so start with this. Turn attention away from your employment dates. And what I mean to say with that is avoid putting employment dates in prominent places, making them bold or including them in the heading or any other way that will bring the reader's eye directly to it. Instead, try putting these dates at the end of the description of the job. You can also skip the months and maybe put just years on there because some recruiters and HR professionals will insist on the exact dates and some won't. You can always try just to use years only at first. Okay, so the next thing you want to do is put all the short-term assignments together in one group. What I mean to say with that is you should lump any short-term or interim or contract or freelance work together in one. You can use a collective header such as, I don't know, consulting work in which you list all your short-term assignments until today. The idea here is that of your resume or in your resume, you are demonstrating your skills and your experience for a particular company and a job. It's not a document that is listing all tiny events of your life. 
Okay, now the next one is a really common one. Leave out anything, and I really mean it, anything irrelevant on your resume. Leave out any jobs that aren't relevant to this job search and the company that you're applying for. This whole concept is called correlation. There's no rule saying you have to include all jobs you've ever did on your resume. You decide what goes there and you decide what stays out. No one is expecting of you to deliver an autobiography of your professional and personal life. Okay, so the next one is a bit difficult, but super, super important. You need to be open about why you left your previous employment. What I mean to say with that is you need to be prepared for questions about why your previous employments ended. One acceptable reason for job hopping could be that you were exploring different jobs to see what you were meant to do out there or Maybe based on that experience, you now know that the job you're applying for is perfect. Remember, this is what I call the correlation. Or in case you left a job due to legitimate reasons such as, you know, call it what you want. They call it uh, downsizing, right-sizing, upsizing, uh, restructuring, cutbacks, mergers, outsourcing. Call it what you want. You got fired. And uh, professionals actually really understand this. They, they know it. So what you need to do is you need to make certain that you say this is what it is in the resume already. Being made redundant is something out of your control and happens all too often in this current economy, especially in the economies that are affected by the COVID-19 effects. And COVID-19 is here to stay. The expectation is, is that we're looking probably at March, April, May next year. So don't stress this point. Be open about why you left your previous employment. Okay, so this one uh, to me is really important. I stress this with every client in almost every podcast. It's about online networking and personal branding. And I'm not talking about networking with uh, cheese and nibbles and crackers. I'm talking about online networking. So having a strong personal brand and using your personal brand to network across online platforms, you know, you know them. Um, if you're a general professional, it's LinkedIn. If you're in IT, it's something like GitHub. If you're in marketing, it's something else. There's all these marketing organizations out there. If you're in human resource, it's the, I'm in Australia here, so it's the Australian Human Resource uh, Association and so on. There's all sorts of online platforms that are available out there. And it's important that you bring to the focus what you have to offer as a person instead of what's just in your resume document. If you make a good first impression while networking on these online networking and personal branding platforms, then the chances are the company will not scrutinize your resume as much as they normally do. And they'll actually get a bit more of a personal view of you. And then you'll get that personal interview because ultimately, in the end of the day, this is a big misunderstanding 
So many people think that resumes get us jobs. They don't get us jobs. They get us interviews, right? And most people, once they get to the interview stage, they tend to do well. So ensure that you update your online profiles on social media so that the employers or some employers will even spend more time than checking you out online first and then reading your resume. I can tell you from my experience with all the people I work with, all the clients I work for, if I see a resume, I spend 60 seconds on it, maybe if I'm in a really good mood, two or three minutes. And if I like it, the first thing I do is is what I call a social check check you out. And usually the first thing I find of you is your LinkedIn profile. So make sure, I can't emphasize this enough, that you update and that you use your online networking and personal branding. Okay, and now the last one that can help you, especially when you have the perception of being a job hopper with lots of resume gaps. I normally do not refer or recommend it, and that is cover letters. I actually personally abhor them and rarely read them. Most of my fellow HR and hiring professionals and career council colleagues agree, but I know there are still HR people out there who will still read them especially when they see gaps, when they discover that you potentially are a job hopper because they want to identify what else do you have to offer. I personally find that a lot of candidates don't even send them anymore. But look, guys, if you're going to send one, that puppy better be damn good. I'm of the mind that most companies that request cover letters only do so to weed out the people who haven't bothered to read the job ad directions. So if you decide to send a cover letter, make sure that puppy is damn good. So there you go. Conclusion is about gaps, about resume gaps, about being a job hopper and perceptions. I don't mind gaps. Most HR professionals or most seasoned HR professionals and recruiters don't mind gaps so long as there is a sufficient explanation. Okay, you took three years off to raise your children? Fine by me. And might I add, I bow down. You tried your hand at starting your own company and failed miserably? Very impressive. All cool. Gap sufficiently explained. Whatever it is, just say it. Leaving an explanation out, that's what makes me wonder. Remember, your aim here is really to bring the focus away from you being a risk to hire. By demonstrating your achievements and your experience as opposed to what's missing, you can get away with almost anything, including job hopping and resume gaps to land a job to land a job that you deserve. Pretty cool, pretty easy, don't you think? If you like my insights and tips in this podcast, share it with a friend or fellow job hunter. And if you like my pod, subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you do. Join me again every Thursday here on Mr. Career Tech Podcast or my YouTube channel and grab your dose of weekly career advice. 
If you are actively looking for a new job or if you're hunting for new clients or freelancing gigs, make sure to hunt wisely and remember to tick all the right boxes.